My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. Welcome, friend. Do you find yourself with an empty nest and a faded vision? Then you're in the right place. God still has a calling and mission for us in the second half of our lives, because you know what? We're not done yet. So join me, Susan Macias, author, speaker, and empty nest mom, and let's explore how our family, our church, and our world needs us. Welcome to episode 32, and today's episode is called The Hows of a Successful Quiet Time. And I really struggled with with naming this because, I mean, that sounds a little bit, a successful quiet time. But the reality is a successful quiet time just means something that you keep doing, that keeps feeding your heart, that keeps you seeking the Lord. And that's what I mean. And the hows are the ways to make that happen so that it just becomes a part of your life. It is the thing that I think has had more effect on my spiritual walk with the Lord than any other thing. And so I really encourage everybody, and at the same time, encourage myself to not stop having a consistent quiet time. The last two episodes, we've talked about this. Episode 30 was why having a quiet time is so important. And episode 31 was ways to find time to have a quiet time. And we talked about in that episode, habit. At the end of that episode, I talk about ways to establish the habit of having a quiet time. And habit is the most important element to keep going with it. It just makes it happen. But there are there's some mental and spiritual aspects of establishing the habit. I just want to share some things today that I think make establishing the habit much easier. The first one is that we need to throw away legalism. If we bring along baggage of guilt or of obligation with us as we come to the word or say, I've got to have a quiet time, then it, it makes it, it not only does it drive away joy, it drives away desire. Legalism just doesn't have any part of this conversation. I don't have a quiet time out of obligation or of guilt. I don't think Jesus is going to be mad at me if I run out the door and don't read my Bible first. I also don't brush my teeth out of guilt. I have grace to not brush my teeth. But let me let me just say, everybody is going to be blessed by me brushing my teeth. Everybody I come in contact with that day is going to be glad that I brushed my teeth and I'll drink my morning coffee out of legalism. Either I'm not obligated to drink coffee every morning, but beginning my day with coffee makes me a happier person. And beginning my day with Jesus is more important to me than beginning my day with coffee. And I need you to pause and think about that because that is no small statement, particularly at this stage of life. Without coffee, I don't really think or talk or smile. I get a headache. So when I say Jesus is more important, it means he's a really, really important. I begin every day with Jesus, but not because I have to. 
Legalism muddies the waters. I brush my teeth out of habit. I drink coffee daily out of desire and probably addiction. I eat every day out of hunger. And the same with time with the word, out of habit, out of addiction, out of hunger. I want to come to the word every day. It establishes this pattern in my heart and my appetite for truth increases and I crave it to the point that if I'm not in it, I feel the effects just like I can tell on a day that I don't have coffee. I desire the word that much, but I had to get past legalism to get to that point. So first thing to get that habit going, throw away the legalism. Number two, realize how important being in the word is. So here's my illustration of that. In the morning, if I don't put my glasses on, I can't make coffee. I can't read. I walk around in a blurry haze. My glasses are my first thing I put on. Why? Because I need my vision corrected. And the Bible does the same thing for my heart. It corrects my nearsightedness of my heart so that I see more than myself through the day. It corrects my farsightedness so that I'm not controlled by fear or anxiety. It it removes cataracts out of my spiritual vision so that all those lies and the worry and the materialism illness, all those problems that make everything fuzzy, all of those can be taken away and I can see clearly. I like calling my daily Bible time my quiet time um, because I love the concept of quieting every voice but Jesus, especially my own voice. But it does, we don't have to call it a quiet time. It's that idea that if we realize how important it is to get ourselves corrected, then we are going to want to do it. At my age now, every health decision matters. Knowing why I need to not eat as much red meat, knowing why I need to do the things I need to do now in order to maintain as much health as I can at my age, it helps me to not make bad choices. It helps me to make good choices. It's the same with my quiet time. Knowing why it matters so much helps me with the habit. Okay, another how of having successful quiet time is every night pre-decide that you're having your quiet time the next day. I decide the night before that I'm going to get up the next morning and have time in the Word. I make sure I know where my Bible and my journal is. Often I'll set it by my favorite chair where I like to be. I set that appointment with myself and I have decided what's the best time for me to get up and to have time with Jesus. That's the best way for me to make it a habit. So as you're looking at your schedule, be honest. What's the best time? What will help you have success in having a quiet time? What's that best time to set it? Um, In episode 31, I talk about some ideas of when, because when you have it is going to be particular to your lifestyle. I know when I go to bed that I'm going to get up and have my quiet time first thing. That way, if I know I have an appointment in the morning, I may have to get up earlier than normal. If you're a nighttime person and you want to have your quiet time at night, it might mean that you have to pre-decide what time you're going to stop watching TV or you're going to stop being on the internet or you're going to stop talking with friends so that you can have that time. When's your best time? Pre-decide the day before when your best time is the next day and do it. 
Okay, the next thing for having establishing a successful quiet time, it is so important to start with a manageable plan. There's an app called um, Couch to 5K. And someday I'm going to actually use that app and not just have it on my phone. But it's supposed to give you these manageable chunks, increments, to get you from being a couch potato to actually running a 5K eating the elephant one small bite at a time. And it's the same with this. You don't have to start out saying, I'm going to have a quiet time and I'm going to read through the Bible in a year. I mean, that's lovely. That's a great idea. But it's not going to be successful if you're starting from nothing. That's like saying, run the 5K the first day you start running. No, you need to build up to it. So the best way to do that is, you know, don't wait for the perfect time slot to appear. Just Choose what seems to be to you that best option and try to do it every day for a week. A week is a manageable length of time. If that works well for you, go for two weeks. If that does not work well for you, choose another time and then do it for a week. The reason to do it for a week is to see if maybe you have a bad couple of days, but actually that time slot is going to work in the long run. If you do it every day, you'll you'll get in that habit and then only do it, start out with 10 minutes. If you're not having a quiet time at all, don't start doing it for 45 minutes. That is unsustainable. Just start with 10 minutes. And then if you like the 10 minutes, go to 12. You don't have to increase by five minutes. Just do the little bit, do it the same time, pre-decide when you're going to do it and make it that habit. Okay, here's a big one on how to keep having a successful quiet time. Just keep going if you have a bad week. If it's been a horrible week, or quite frankly, a horrible month, and you haven't had a quiet time, you don't have to give up. Just start back. Say, I'm going to pre-decide that tomorrow is my next day back. Because remember, it's not about legalism. We don't have guilt. We're just going to want to keep coming back to Jesus. It is the small faithfulnesses. It's the coming back again and again that builds a body of Bible wisdom in our souls. Okay, so let me review these so far and we'll get to our last one. Number one was throw away legalism. That way we are not dragging around that heavy load. Number two, realize how important this is, how much it it benefits our souls and our hearts. Three, pre-decide what time you're going to do it and, and do it that night before. Know when it's coming up the next day. Number four, start with a manageable plan. You don't have to start with this massive amount of theological study. Just start with 10 minutes of reading. Five, keep going when you have a bad period. That's okay. Just come back to it. And the last thing is to ask Jesus to help you. You know, we don't need all the self-discipline, all the Bible understanding, all the ingrained habit for our flesh. What we need is Jesus to keep us coming back to him. When we realize there's nowhere else we'd rather be then all of a sudden, we're going to desire that every day. And it's so much more of just desiring relationship than than checking a box. Ask him. He'll draw your heart to himself. He desires this time with us. I don't know why the God of the universe desires time with us, but he does. If you find that the time you're trying doesn't work, ask the Lord for wisdom. When should I be doing this, God? 
If you keep getting interrupted by needs around you in your home, ask Him for a solution. Ask Him for a little pocket somewhere. If you keep falling asleep during your quiet time, ask Him to keep you awake. That's the first thing in your quiet time. Okay, Lord, I desire to be with you, but would you help me stay awake? And here's another one. If you do fall asleep, don't be upset. What more peaceful place could we be than in our Abba's arms? We've crawled up in his lap and we snuggled in. And if we fall asleep, let's fall asleep in Jesus. He is the God that wants to be found. It doesn't even make sense. He desires us. He's not telling us to jump through hoops. He's holding his arms open to us. He tells us to seek and he will be found. Our seeking, even messy, inconsistent, fumbling, seeking, answers his call that tells us to seek him. Keep seeking. We will find him. He promises that. So just get started. You know what? Just get started. Let me know on either on feedback on this podcast or on the website what you end up doing. When are you going to start having your quiet time? What time of day works for you? And if it doesn't work, come back and let me know. Let others know so that we can all encourage one another to be in the Word of God. If you want to get started but don't really know where to start because, you know, it's a big book, just start with the book of John. Read a chapter a day. If that's too long, read half a chapter. Read 10 verses. You're not under obligation. Remember, you're under developing an appetite for the Word of God. Ask Jesus to show you Himself, and He will. If you go into the Word and it doesn't make any sense, ask Him to help you understand. He wants to do that. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. Come back next week at episode 33. It'll be our last one in this series on quiet time. And I'm going to share some ideas about reading plans because there's some really cool ways of coming into the word and reading things. And it will give us greater understanding of the God who wants to be found. Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, susankmacias.com to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Susan K. Macias. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on. Subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call. And what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. Do the next thing. Because you're not done yet. 